Back at World Cup Coffee and Tea for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation mini-episode. I'm Tom D'Antoni asking you not to forget that you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Just search for Oregon Music News. Well, the Safeway Waterfront Blues Festival is upon us, and today I'm with Steve Karen of about a million bands and founding member of Oregon's only Mardi Gras crew, the Misty Crew of Nimbus. OMN will have a booth for the eighth year in the Louisiana Pavilion, which the crew is in charge of for the first time. Make sure and stop by and say hello. It's at the north end of the festival, near the front porch stage. Steve is from southern Louisiana, but he's been a Portlander for quite a while. And here he is. Welcome to the cupping room. That's hey, Tom. This, 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 this little room is called. <laughs> the cupping room. It's good it's to a, be here. It's a barista thing right here at um, uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason. Yeah, and, lovely um, place. Glad to have you here. Uh, and so it's Blues Festival time. Yes, it is. Coming right up. Oh, man. Um, you're you're going to be playing, of course. Yes. How many times? Well, I'm going to be playing uh, three sets at the Blues Festival. I have <laughs> Rose City Kings, yeah. uh, Toulouse Cajun and Zadoko Band, uh-huh. and Kevin Self Big Band. Wow. And then um, After Hours, uh, a, a band that I play with called the Bayou Boys, will oh, be yeah. doing After Hours at the Hotel Rose. Right. And, and you guys play at one of the great dive bars in history. Yes, indeed, over yes, at Blackwell's. Blackwell's. I love Blackwell's. Yeah, that's been a There's really fun like gig. nothing like it. There's nothing, really, there's hardly anything like, like that in, in Portland anymore. Yeah. You know? it's the, the hipsters haven't found it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we had a show over there last Wednesday. Uh-huh. Um, I sit in with Soul Cooking sometimes on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And... At one point, there were 10 people on stage. <laughs> Three of them were Oregon Hall of Fame musicians. Wow, who? Brian Foxworth. Lloyd? Uh, is Lloyd Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, you know, but he wasn't there that time. It was oh. Mark Stark <laughs> playing guitar. Uh-huh. But Duffy Bishop yeah. and Paul Brainerd. Wow. Brainerd's a monster. Yeah. He, 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 I've had him in here. I actually just had Duff, a Duffy in here, too. Uh-huh. But Brainerd's amazing. I, you know, he, he does this thing over at the Starday Tavern. Uh-huh. And he, have you seen his fun machine? Have yes. you seen that thing? Yeah. It's sort of a, like a, it's not exactly a synthesizer. But it's, it's one of those old school yeah. organs. They called those things yeah. fun machines. Fun I machine. had one of those when I was growing up. Did you? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He played for um, a couple of friends of mine who got married. Uh-huh. Um, he he played their wedding music, and he had the fun machine. He had a, a conga player, and he was playing the fun machine with one hand, playing the melody on trumpet with the <laughs> other. <laughs> I did a. I, I was on a gig, uh, one of those gigs at Star Day. Uh-huh. He had me. He wanted. Me to, I, I read some stupid thing that I wrote, some goofy thing that was funny but fucked up (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, so uh, I'm very grateful for speaking for everybody at Oregon Music News Mm -hmm. that uh, since the Misty Crew of Nimbus has taken over the the, uh, Louisiana Pavilion that that you are letting us back in our booth yeah just very nice yeah totally yeah yeah Yeah, we're we're, I think pretty much keeping everybody who was there there and just trying to make sure everybody's happy uh huh 
um, making sure that if the power goes out that they know who to call <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Is United by Music going to be in there again? Um, I'm not sure if, if United by Music is going to be in that spot, or okay. I think they, they may be moving to a separate pavilion ah, by okay. the North Stage. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah all right. Lots of, lots of little details. But we'll have um, Cascade Zotico will be there. Uh-huh. Uh, so people from Louisiana Tourism. Nice. There's um, uh, going to be some activities for kids uh-huh. over there. Um, I think Delta Music Cruise might have a little something there. Well... Why not? Yeah, and then it Mis- was Amanda's pavilion, <laughs> right? And then uh, Misty Crew, of course, is gonna have have a spot. So, what's the crew gonna do in there? Well, we're gonna show off some of our crew art. Uh huh. Um, we'll have a few activities, like we'll um, we'll have fans that kids can decorate in festive <laughs> Mardi Gras colors. Uh, we're planning on doing a watermelon sacrifice. <laughs> That's something that comes from New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Uh huh. Which is what? What is that? Well, you pull out a watermelon, yeah. you get everybody to sign it, and then there's kind of like a couple of leaders start this chant. Yeah. It's watermelon, watermelon, straight from the vine, tastes so good, mighty, mighty fine. You serve it to the rich, you serve it to the poor, serve it to the lady hanging outside the door. And this chant, so you're spinning the watermelon around, saying this chant, passing the watermelon around everybody's rubbing on it and thumping on it and it gets the gets faster and faster and faster and when it builds up to this climax the uh, the leader throws the watermelon up in the air it crashes to the ground and then people jump on it like savages and eat it up you gonna do that every day? No, I think we're just gonna do it once. <laughs> once we haven't picked that up, <laughs> right? But it's a, it's so, it's something to see. Is it scheduled for a particular day yet? We haven't we haven't set it yet. Okay, but I will <laughs> let you know when we do. Well, I'll let everybody know too. Yeah, because yeah, we're just you know we're gonna do you know we're not gonna bring the the couches in this year because mm. it, it, just it's just too much this year. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're gonna have our photographers and writers like we usually do, and and we're, we're putting out a magazine mm-hmm. uh, to give away in the booth and. And, um, uh, and, and I hope to, well, we certainly will photograph mm-hmm. the watermelon sacrifice. Yes. That is, without a doubt, yeah. going to be one of, the, one of the feature stories of the Blues Festival. It's a fun, it's a fun thing. We're also going to be doing a, a, another second line parade. Of course. And um, last year, we did it as an evening second line parade for uh-huh. our first time. Yeah. And the, the crew has started doing more and more activities throughout the year, and yeah. many of them are at night. So uh-huh. people uh, can easily dress with lots of LED lights incorporated <laughs> into the costumes. So at night, it really makes a cool presence to just see this large group of people with all these lights uh, parading behind a brass band. The crew has just gotten wild. The crew has just it just gets better and better every year. You know, it's interesting. It's taken on a life of its own for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you think it would this would happen when you started it? I had no idea. <laughs> the The way that it well, I've told you this story before, but yeah. uh, it came. The idea came after we did these golf song concerts. Uh-huh. Um, Jim Miller. I'm sorry, Jim. Jim Frischer was the guy who yeah. uh, kind of spearheaded a lot of that stuff. Right. But we ended up with this concert at the Alberta Rose. Yes. And um, featured a bunch of Louisiana musicians playing Louisiana music. Yep. Um, and we were all doing it as volunteers. Uh-huh. 
and I thought, boy, wouldn't Mardi Gras is a couple months away? Wouldn't it be cool yeah. if we could do a Mardi Gras ball? Yeah. yeah. But you know, to, I didn't want it to just be another concert. I thought what would make it really authentic would be to have a crew put together people who really like doing this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so we had our first ball. It was really successful. At the Norse Hall. At the Norse Hall. I'll never forget that. Yeah. We had to stop at midnight, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. We're just getting started here. Yeah. So we were, we were around 30 at that point. Yeah. And now we're over 100. Wow. And, um, you know, it's really a social club. Uh-huh. You know, we get together throughout the, the year. We, we've been together, you know, the past like like three weekends in a month doing parties or planning uh-huh. for different events or you know yeah. we had the starlight parade right and uh people just like to get together and and party and party yes <laughs> <laughs> in a colorful fashion that's what a crew's for that's right yeah <laughs> were you ever in a crew when you were in, in, in louisiana i wasn't wow I would play music every Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. You know, the, the, I think for me, it's like Mardi Gras is a part of your world living in Louisiana yeah. every year. And it's not just Mardi Gras Day. Right. You know, it's carnival. Yeah. yeah. You know, and really like the two weeks leading up to it right. is really kind of like when it all starts happening. Yeah. But being so far away from home where Mardi Gras is just another Tuesday, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of make, makes you homesick. Right. 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 Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I've had 12th night parties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one year we, we, we flew up uh, a big mess of crawfish Monica. Oh, yeah. From New Orleans yep. for that party. <laughs> yeah. That's some good stuff. That is killer. That's why I have a pacemaker now. <laughs> <laughs> it's rich. It's rich. It's, I've never had anything richer in my, in my whole life. Yeah. And I wish I had some more. Yeah. Right now. Right now. I, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> um. So uh, uh, that's going to be fun. That's really going to be fun at the festival. Now, you, you, those bands that you're in at the festival, that only scratches the surface, doesn't it? You in, you're in more bands than anyone, other one, any other one person on earth. <laughs> it could be. Come on, let's give, give me a rundown. Okay, yeah, I wrote these out ahead of time, so and I wouldn't are, forget anybody. All keyboard, you're all on keyboards. Uh, yeah, all yeah. on keyboards. You know, I do play a little accordion in do some you? bands. Yeah. Ah, nice. Just a, a little bit. But um, I'm in Rose City Kings, Toulouse, Kevin Self, Bayou Boys. We already talked about those. Yeah. Um, play with a band called Brothers and Sister, which, uh, which covers a lot of uh, Dwayne period Almond Brothers stuff. Wow. We're just starting up another run this coming Friday, Saturday, uh-huh. this coming Saturday at the Oregon Brewers Fest. I play with a cool um, R&B band called Katie and the Hurt. <laughs> it's a big band with a horn section. We got the back, background singers who dress up and do the dance steps and stuff. Uh-huh. Who's the leader of that band? Chris Delane. Of course. Yeah. I've had her in here. And, yeah, and dear friend. I was, oh man, I was there that, that night at Dante's when she hurt her, she hurt her, her, her arm. Remember that? Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, she was playing tambourine a little bit too vigorously. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah, oh, she's she is great. Yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a crazy little thing. Yeah. Um, I have a band called Atomic Gumbo, which performs oh, yeah. sporadically. Yes. We actually just <laughs> recently did a show opening up for Corey Harris at, over at um, that new music venue downtown that's... Jolly Roger? Uh, the one that's kind of looking to be perhaps like the next Jimmy Max. In the Rialto. Of, yes. Yeah, I, I had Nicholas Harrison here last week. Yeah. The guy who runs it, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and we have a couple of annual gigs that we do that are kind of big. One's the next waltz, yes. which is a tribute to the band's last waltz. Right. 
And uh, we also do a big um, holiday show called the uh, Stumptown Soul Holiday Spectacular. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it lets me stay in town and yeah. make a living being a musician. Yeah. I've yeah. learned that I just don't like being a touring musician. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I just, I, ha- I guess I have musical ADD. I can't, I can't play to the same songs every single night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and I like to hang at the house with Jane. Uh, well, why not? Yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, now let's see, which 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 band played at the Mardi Gras ball this year? I forget. So for the Mardi Gras ball, that- the past. So this year we had um, Brass Roots Movement. Yeah. Uh, we had Two Loose Cajun and Zotico band. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Chuck Barber with the Northside Skull and Bones gang. Uh-huh. And um, the past couple of years, we've done a big kind of like review sort, sort of set. Yeah. This year, our, our theme was Fire on the Bayou, so we did a New Orleans funk set. I know. Everybody loved it. Everybody went crazy. I had a gig that night. Yeah. I had to be over at the Joe Bar at 9 o'clock, 9.30, and I missed that set completely. It was a fun one. I heard. We uh, we actually ended up with one of the one of the members of Dumpster Funk, uh, who came on and sat Nick? in for a couple. Of, yes. Wow. That was. Oh, because Quimby was there, right? Yeah, because yeah. Quimby was there. You know, yeah, it was really yeah. interesting how it came came about because we were doing these rehearsals over uh-huh. at Tim Shaughnessy's place, uh-huh. and uh, we were one of the songs on our on our set list was uh-huh. one of the songs that Nick sings with Dumpster Funk. Wow. Uh, which one? Do you remember? Um, turn this thing around. Oh yeah. So Michael called up Nick and he said, check this out. We're doing one of your songs. And Nick <laughs> says, man, I should come down for the party. <laughs> so Mike, Michael started looking at his, at his air miles and it ended up that we were able to fly him in. Wow. And um, yeah, tried to show him a good time. He sang, he sang Fire in the Bayou and turned this thing around. Wow. I think turned this thing around. He kind of did it as a duet with LaRonda Steele, which oh, was pretty man. cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, um, the the Mardi Gras ball is just keeps it keeps. You're gonna have to do it at the Rose at, at the Motor Center or something pretty soon. <laughs> it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think you're gonna find? Do you need a, a bigger place yet? Well, we're gonna stay at the Emerald Ballroom again this yeah. year. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like that space was pretty, pretty adequate. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it's a nice space, and there's some and there's seats. Uh huh. You know, for people who don't want to stand up the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of a it's kind of a fancy venue, which was fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. That's great. Food's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll never forget that first one. That yeah. first one was wild. It was just, that was cool. We had was, Trey over there with the jambalaya from the Swamp Shack. Swamp. I missed the Swamp Shack. Yeah, that was good. A real Louisiana I miss cook. The swamp. Man, he 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 used to fly Gator up here. Yeah. He used to make the, uh, his own, uh, uh, um, um, what, the, what the hell, uh, he used to deep fry those uh, crawfish pies. Uh-huh. And he would just do it. I want a crawfish pie, and he would just deep fry it there while you waited. Yeah, that's the best way to have it. It's yeah. like fresh and crispy. I know. Natchitoches style. I remember, I remember when, 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 I, when I first discovered that place, um, I was, that was when, when the uh, New Orleans candle shop was still here, and, mm-hmm. and Jonathan and Tanya, yeah, and I went down there and, and I said, "Well, give me some crawfish pie," and I took it up there, and they went, 
Where'd you get that? Yeah. That's the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some place to start serving boudin. Yeah. Didn't he have that? Um, I don't remember him having boudin. Huh. Huh. Somebody made me some years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we could talk, sit and talk about food all day. <laughs> we could. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking to Reggie Houston. You right. Know what I'm <laughs> Reggie and I only talk about food and baseball, pretty much. Right. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, why the hell did you move to Portland? It was uh, just kind of a crazy whim. Uh, Jane and I had lived in La- I lived in Lafayette my entire life. Yeah. And we kind of got to a point where we wanted to just be someplace else. Yeah. So, um, we tried to plan everything out, but, you know, kind of hard to do. Or yeah. we just, one, one day we just said, you know what, let's just do it. Yeah. And we literally had a garage sale and sold everything that we didn't need to live on the road for however long we were going to do it yeah. and packed up the car and the dog and and took off driving with no ending destination in mind. Really? Which, in what direction? Well, we, first stop was in Austin. Ah. And we Did made... Did you a, land some gigs there? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we made a, made a point of not staying too long in Austin because uh-huh. we wanted to be a little, a little further away. Yeah. And Austin's a, kind of a cool town. Yeah. But um, we went through, uh, spent some time in New Mexico, spent some time in Colorado, uh-huh. did a lot of camping in southern Utah, which uh-huh. is just beautiful. And then, you know, I thought that I'd moved to California. Yeah. And we did figure eights around California. <laughs> a lot of beautiful camping, but, you know, yeah. just nothing quite felt right. Yeah. And then my wife has an aunt that lives here in Portland uh-huh. that said, hey, come up and house sit for us. There you go. So we, we went over there and... You know, we're talking the end of July. Oh, gee. It's beautiful that's, every that's day. When, that's when you, I was like, that really fools you. Yeah, it was like <laughs> rainy northwest. What are they talking about? So, so it's like, let's see if we can get a job. And I cracked open yeah. the wanted ads the next day, and there's a uh, somebody looking for a piano teacher. Wow. So I picked up a piano teaching job within a couple of days of being here, joined a band, <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, found a place to live it all it all just kind of worked itself out wow well that's good well you've been a great addition to, to, to this area i can tell you that thanks yeah we've yeah. loved being here yeah 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 are you, are you still playing it at, at the mcminimans at the chapel pub yeah what every is, thursday what, what do you play there it's all request music on pipe organ and i have <laughs> a i have a, a, a big suitcase that's full of sheet music so i have like a thousand songs of all wow. different Genres that Did I ever ask you to play like Goldberg variations of Bach or anything like you that. You know, I I don't have any classical music yeah. in my bags because people sometimes people ask for right. some Bach. Right. You know, I have a master's in classical piano. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so you can play that stuff. Yeah, I'd need the music though. <laughs> One of these days, maybe I'll pack it. But you know, it's weird. I I end up playing stuff like people ask for Bohemian Rhapsody a lot. Um, <laughs> I'll play Crazy Train on the pipe organ. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess Whiter Shade of Pale is a given. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's a little, a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. That's fun. It ends, it's, it's kind of like name that tune on pipe organ in an old mortuary while you're having a beer. <laughs> well, that's a strange gig. It's a strange gig, but it's a fun gig. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that it's all requests, it might be a completely different song selection from one week to the next, which 
keeps it interesting for me going uh, back to yeah. me having musical ADD and not wanting to, pl- yes. to play the same songs a bunch of times in a row. Suppose somebody came in and said, can you play any Thelonious Monk? Right. I've done that. Have you? Yeah, I've, I've done Round Midnight over there. Is that right? <laughs> Brainerd plays Monk on, on, the, on the lap steel. Uh-huh. You know, he, was, he had a gig with David Vest one time. Oh, that's cool. At, at Old Duff's. And yeah. I mean, sitting there playing Thelonious Monk. Of course, that was, I think... Vest's idea, which had sense. Interesting <laughs> musical taste, and he was a big what Sun Ra fan. I used to. He used to bring me over uh, to du- old Duff's when when he was still living here. He mm-hmm. Actually, when he was, actually came down, he used to come down and have gigs before he got really famous in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, have me read Sun Ra poetry. Yeah, with, with the band, that was really fun. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You know, taking the music in a different place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget. He played. Uh, a Paul DeLay, uh, uh, when they were having those Paul DeLay benefit mm-hmm. uh, things, and it was at the Aladdin, and, and he, he had never played that stuff in public before, and here's the, like, the Cascade Blues Association crowd, and he starts playing Sun Ra, and I wish you could have seen the expression on their faces. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws were dropping. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, you give a master's in classical piano. Yeah. Do you ever you ever practice that stuff when you're at home? You know, when I'm at home, sometimes I'll play a little bit of classical music for my own pleasure. Really? <coughs> what, what would you play? Um, I like Beethoven. Uh-huh. Um, I like Debussy. I like Rachmaninoff. Uh-huh. Um, I like Bach, Mozart. Um, but, you know, I, don't, I don't, just don't find myself playing it uh, professionally too much nowadays just wow. it's interesting seems like one's musical course can kind of make itself for you yeah you know you never yeah. know exa- exactly where you're gonna go yeah but you know you can always go back there right yeah that's true yeah which is interesting I wonder if you ever will you never know you do never know do you <laughs> hmm. huh that would be that would be that would be cool somebody called you because you never know what you're gonna get called for right Right. I remember one time, uh, Skerek mm-hmm. was and had some, either it was a Dead Kenny G's or some some band that Skerek had called a David Ornette Cherry, uh huh, to come and play the melodica. Uh huh. Yeah. Because you know, he, he, of course, he got, learned that from his father. Mm-hmm. And uh, David goes, "I've been here three years. And nobody's ever called me to come play the melodica." Oh, it's fun. <laughs> melodica is a fun instrument. <laughs> You, do you have one? I do have do one. You? It's a lot easier to haul around than my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you play on the melodica? Well, um, to me, melodica is k- kind of a similar role as like playing an accordion in a band. Uh-huh. You know, like you can do single note lines or yeah. you can do... It's like you're playing with one hand, basically. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, you can do some, some rhythmic chordal accompaniments. That's funny. What a strange little instrument. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Christofferson's really good at that. Yeah. He's played that for years with, with uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Nancy King. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy the melodica. Yeah. yeah. I play shows at um, Oregon Country Fair with uh, another band called Adam and Chris, which is also with Chris Delane. Oh, I, yeah. And I play yeah. accordion with, those, with that particular group. Uh-huh. But I was thinking, you know, melodica would be really cool. And it's a quirky thing, not... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that have not seen a melodica. Right, right. 
John Boutte on, on the yeah. Steve uh, Colbert show mm-hmm. plays a melodica. That's a right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another, another Louisiana guy. Yep, yeah. yep. That Boutte family. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always close my shows, my radio shows or my gigs in, in clubs with uh, Alan Toussaint's uh, Sweet Dreams, uh-huh. one of the most beautiful songs ever written. It is. And uh, one of the Boutte sisters sings on that. Oh, cool. That is a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. I remember I did an interview with him just about six months before he died, and I, and I, and I, I said, you know, I, I closed my radio shows and stuff with Sweet and he just looked, because we were on Skype, mm-hmm. video, and he just looked at me and went, wow, I think, because he thought nobody had ever heard of that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, oh my God. Yeah, and then you <laughs> always open with, I like it like that, right? Yes. And he, yes. pro- he produced He produced it, yes. You yeah. can hear him singing in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, the, the, those keyboard riffs. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, l- listen to your show a lot. We always, oh, thank always you. enjoy Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I try to get as much New Orleans in there as, as possible, but you never know. Yeah. You never know. Because you just never know. You never know. It's true. You bring a, you bring 100 CDs with you and, and well, let's see what... what What's coming up next? Yeah. I do like shuffle play sometimes. I call it a shuffle play show. I go, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Let's find out. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's almost like your, 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 uh, your, your like the organ. organ game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I encourage people to ask. I don't like to come up with anything. I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. You know, we'll have, um, families that come in with little kids who ask for songs. Yes. And it's really funny sometimes what they'll ask for. I remember this one that came in with this little girl who was like three or four years old uh-huh. and her jam was I've been working on the railroad <laughs> you know and it's like she really loved this song well, of course when you're three years old you gotta love that song totally all the live long day mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> did she sing along with it she watched intently <laughs> I wish she would have danced oh yeah Dancing in a mortuary to I've been working on the railroad. Well, there's something you don't see every day. That's right. While dad's drinking a beer. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, any of these bands, are, are you the leader of any of these bands? Um, let's see. Atomic Gumbo, I'm the leader. Yeah. Um, Two Loose Cage and Zotico Band is really kind of like um, everybody is kind of like an equal partner in that group and uh-huh. when we just when we like write out set lists we try to like let everybody sing you know and some of these so- groups like Bayou Boys or Soul Cook and they're kind of like that too where it's like you know trying to let everybody shine which I think is is really kind of a cool thing yeah yeah but um yeah like Rose City Kings Dan Burkery is the leader of that uh-huh. band uh-huh. um Crystal Lane is the leader you've le- been at Rose City Kings a long time yes is that the, is that the longest the uh, yeah, I'd say that's the yeah, longest. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be close to ten years. Wow, that was when Rose was involved with that band. Yeah. Rose, you know, she showed up. What's her last name? I can't remember now. Allen. Rose Allen. Mm. I loved her. Um, she showed up in the Oregon Music News booth one year. I thought, Holy shit! Because <laughs> yeah. she's, she's somewhere in the Southwest. Yeah, she's like in New Mexico or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was here for uh, Blues Festival last year, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Rose, oh, my God. She always just pops up. <laughs> yes, she does. She does. You yeah. never know. <laughs> well, listen, this has been terrific. I can't wait to be, you know, because you, all you guys are going to be in the booth. 
I mean, are going to be in the pavilion. Yeah. That's going to really be a different vibe. I mean, I love, I love Barbara Hammerman. I love Amanda. I love the, everything that United by Music does. But the crew is different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our own kind of merry pranksters. Yes. So please, uh, uh, we would like to be included in, in all the madness. Of course, of course. <laughs> we're going to be generating a little bit of our own, but Good. not a whole lot this year. But uh, you know, we're going to st- still going to have photographers running around and writers running around and me running around and hopefully it won't be as hot as it was last year. <laughs> I, uh, I hope so. I don't think it's supposed to be. So yeah. They're, they're not saying, because last year it was like 100 degrees. Yeah. I'm going to like, I'm dying here. I can't get out of the chair here. Yeah. What do I do? Right. <laughs> Bring know. me a block of ice. Something. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thanks a lot, Steve. And, and again, thanks to the crew for letting us in the booth again. Of course. And uh, Yeah, thanks for having me on, on your show. Sure. See you at the festival. Yes, indeed. Ooh.